0: Yellowstone National Park has always been on my bucket list, and I've never been. It's one of those regrets. I've never been. Want to go. Was thinking maybe soon, I don't know if that's impacted the way I've been watching the flooding this week. It's been absolutely devastating to see what's happened to America's oldest national park. That flooding has just torn through its northern half. It's washed out bridges and roads. Uh, Yellowstone, if you don't know, is about 9,000 square kilometers, mostly in Wyoming. The park spreads into parts of Montana and Idaho, too. Here's Park Superintendent Cam Sholey discussing the floodwaters and just how much damage they've done and the danger of more flooding to come.
1: A lot of debris, especially in areas where the are. Rivers ran across the roads and brought down substantial numbers of trees, uh, which will require um, considerable work to clear. We still have somewhere around 12 inches of snowpack uh, left. And if we get warming temperatures in the right mixture of precipitation like we did Sunday, uh, we could have another uh, flood event coming through Yellowstone uh, in the upcoming uh, four or five days.
0: That's Cam Sholey, the park superintendent at Yellowstone. The good news, no one has been reported injured or killed. The bad news, the park remains closed. Its northern entrances may be closed all summer. And longer term, the flooding may have permanently altered the course of a popular fishing river and left the landscape forever changed. We just don't know yet. Joining me now with more on this is Corey Motice. He's a warning coordination meteorologist at the National Weather Service in Billings, Montana. Thanks for your time tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. So from a, from a distance, the, the, just the scale of what's happened seems almost unimaginable, but but what exactly has unfolded in the last few days, or last uh, since the weekend in the region?
1: So we had a real significant late season snowpack that was still left up in the mountains. We had a couple of snowstorms towards the end of May that added an extra three to five feet or more of snow up in the mountains. And it's at least five to eight inches of liquid. So we're well past our normal peak for the amount of snowpack that we have up there. And we had about three days, two and a half, three days of what we call like an atmospheric river, just funneling in moisture from the Pacific. And it was just lined up directly with the Beartooths and the Absarokas in the mountains there. And so that ended up dumping anywhere from two inches to over five inches of rain over a couple of day period and then you combine that with the snow melt and there was anywhere from two to almost five inches of liquid that melted out of the snow. So that equates to a water, total water event over the mountains of four to at least nine inches of liquid that came down. And that all happened in a short amount of time. And that's when we ended up seeing this historic flooding.
0: Yeah. How, how did that manifest itself then? I mean, what did it do to the landscape once all that water came, came rushing down?
1: So for a lot of these places, we've never seen floods like this before in our lifetimes. And we have records that go back in some cases to the early 1900s or late 1800s, and it's never happened before. So we weren't sure exactly what was going to come of all this. And we ended up seeing a lot of roads, a lot of bridges and infrastructure get completely washed out. There were several homes and cabins along rivers that got washed in, uh, bridges that were completely swept away. And just incredible amounts of damage and destruction. There were communities just outside the north entrance of Yellowstone, like Cook City, that were completely isolated, surrounded by water. They had to do air rescues to evacuate people, or in some cases, campgrounds where there were people camping. They had upwards of 65 people that they evacuated on rafts to escape their campground that was surrounded by water.
0: Uh, Corey, but you, I, you know, just like Canadians, because we had an atmospheric river cause some very serious damage here in British Columbia last year. Uh, you know, you're you're used to bad weather, right? People in that neck of the woods understand the power of nature, but this seems to be have been something on a scale, as you mentioned, on a scale unlike you'd ever seen before.
1: Yeah, it was. It, we had several rivers that shattered all time records. I mean, the highest crest we had ever seen was surpassed in some cases by more than three feet. And these are records that and go back to the early 1900s in some cases. And we were seeing crests. And once you get to that point, not seeing flooding of this nature before, we aren't exactly sure what the impacts are going to be. We don't know where it's going to start spreading out and what the CFS, the cubic feet per second, the flow of water going through the rivers. We don't have a good handle on what that is when we get to these types of levels. So it's really difficult to forecast farther downstream when we aren't really exactly sure what is happening upstream. And in some cases, the flooding was so severe and debris came through or bridges that our gauges were actually on got washed away. So we lost data on the rivers. And that makes it much more difficult to forecast what's coming up downstream.
0: That's so powerful. It's taken away your monitoring equipment. Mm -hmm. It has. Uh, just, just because so people around the world are so familiar with Yellowstone National Park, just the damage to the park itself uh, by this, uh, h- how would you assess that?
1: Yeah, so at least the northern half of Yellowstone, they're shutting down for the rest of the season already. And the the primary road that comes south at a Gardener between there and Mammoth has been completely scoured and washed out in many different locations and. It's going uh, it to be a lot of work and a long recovery process to try to rebuild that infrastructure down there. And there were homes along the river in that area, getting down up into the Paradise Valley even, that have been swept into the river where the erosion from the river just cut out the the soil and houses fell in, different structures. Yeah.
0: It's, um yeah, I mean, I imagine even just for a place like Billings, you're just coming off the pandemic, right? So so people, people were looking forward, I imagine, to a summer of a lot of people coming back. And I guess that would be, I know this isn't exactly your field as a meteorologist, but just as a Billings citizen, yeah, I imagine that's going to have an impact on the economy, period.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because it's not even just Yellowstone, even as you go up towards Red Lodge and that area, those are very popular destinations for summer adventures and getting out there hiking and Come hunting season, you have a lot of stuff out there and the roads have just been completely decimated in many areas by this flooding. So it's going to put a hamper on a lot of people's plans over the summer.
0: I imagine too that that for a lot of the emergency preparedness in the area that uh, because there's obviously single roads in and out, it's difficult once those roads are gone to respond.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's why they had to resort to helicopter evacuations for some people they were fortunately able to get some of the roads just north of the gardner area open to at least have the visitors evacuate so that they can try to help all the residents of the area but you know and the other side of things is that it is a relatively remote area so there aren't a ton of roads to begin with so the damage to the roads that are there there's usually one maybe two ways in or out and in this case some of those roads were completely destroyed the entire entrance or exit out of towns.
0: Um, you mentioned it a bit earlier. So what next, what happens now? What are you, what are you on the watch out for over the next days and weeks?
1: So there's still a significant snowpack. That, that's kind of the biggest concern right now. We still have anywhere from a foot to even two feet of liquid water up in the higher elevations in these areas so we're still on the lookout for kind of a similar event the heavy rain on snow event now we do have the warm temperatures coming up later this week which is going to increase the runoff again so the rivers are going to be rising again as we head into the weekend but without significant rain on top of that snow melt it's not going to be anything like what we just saw but it certainly could reach some minor flooding once again this weekend and early next week just from the snow melt and then if we happen to compound that with thunderstorms uh, Sunday and Monday, especially over the area, that could lead to some more flooding. So we're just got to keep an eye out on that for a while here until we can actually get rid of that snowpack in the mountains, which is going to be a little bit.
0: Corey Motice, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for the update. Good luck. Uh, hopefully the weather holds, or at least it does, uh, cooperates cooperates with, uh, with the cleanup effort, which I imagine will be a long and difficult one for the region. Well, thank you.